They'd be like, they'd be like, um, Josh, like, imagine like our first like visual podcast or whatever, and it's like we see Josh with the teardrop. People be like, I have questions. Like, (laughs) where did did this come from? Bro, honestly, like in conversations around tattoos, you kind of feel left out if you don't have any, because like certain people are like, oh yeah, this is my tattoo. This is uh, what it means to me. This is when I got it. And then they're like, you got any tattoos? I'm like, nope. (laughs) <laughs> hey you just hey when that happens you just pass the mic to somebody else so like, yeah uh, how about y'all what y'all got going on it's like let's just go yeah. past this topic you know nah fast I, facts i was telling janelle that um i definitely think i'll get one like in my life at some point but it's going to be one of those moments where it's like if you know you know like when you know you know and then i'll just get whatever i want so We'll uh we'll see how it goes, but hey, these brothers on here they tatted up, y'all. If y'all need any tattoo recommendations, these brothers got you. <laughs> no, all mine have been extremely last minute decisions. Like yep. I didn't know, I didn't know an hour before any of my tattoos that I was gonna get one. Really? Yeah, because that's how I have to do it. Like if I give myself time to think about it, I'm not gonna do it. So I was like, you know what? Bet go. All, all of mine actually were gotten in five points too. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, no, I wasn't drunk. I will say that. I wasn't drunk. Hey, I honestly don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. <laughs> hey, I, I I haven't regretted. So I have three. I haven't regretted any of them. So that's really, I guess, the the hallmark. The, tell us the story of uh, your tattoos. And Matt, you do the same thing. And I'll be <laughs> left. I'll be left out. Okay, so my first one. Um, I I had took a bio. What was it? Bio 110 with Demasia. Shout out to Demasia. Um, and we took an exam and I just thought that I did like so good on this exam. Like I just knew I just like crushed it and I'm not a real big, like science person. Uh, so I just knew I killed this exam. And so walking out of the, like the room, I was like, you know what? I got time. I got money. I'm going to get a tattoo, you know, undergrad, freshman year, these refund checks was hitting extra good. Hey, hold on, hold on, pause. I got time. I got money. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But no, so I like. You know, nothing was stopping me. I walked to this uh to this place and so this one was actually in the Vista, but it's still walking distance from campus. Like to sh- like I had my book bag on and everything. Like I didn't even go back to my room after the exam. Uh yeah, got the tattoo with my uh with my three crosses because I felt like that was, you know, a safe bet for like your first tattoo. Uh to make a long story short, I failed the exam. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I got the tattoo. Uh, so that was my first one. My second one, uh, I needed to go buy a suit. And so I was going to a, like one of those, I guess, like, um, thrift stores in Five Points. But I walked past a tattoo shop to, to, I had to walk past a tattoo shop to get to the thrift store. Um, and I saw that they said, walk in, welcome. I was like, okay, bet. Uh, so I walked in, set up an appointment. Walked to the thrift store, got what I needed, came back, got the tattoo, <laughs> and then went back home. <laughs> how long that took as far as the, ta- the actual tattoo part? How long so, took? okay, so the the listeners, y'all won't be able to see it, but the tattoo is actually not small. So it's actually like kind of insane that I even did it. But so it took okay. almost about like an hour and a half. Okay. So not crazy, but also not, you know, not a quick one either. Uh, again, I had time, I had money. And then my last one, uh, it was my great grandma's birthday and she passed when I was 12. 
but I got a tattoo of a moon, which is all y'all can't see this one either. But anyway, tattoo of a moon. Uh, you know, like my whole sense of direction and purpose and all that sort of stuff. Um, but then I didn't realize until later she like she didn't do the moon like straight, so it's kind of like tilted a little bit. And I didn't realize it until about like two weeks after I got it. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess we just gonna rock with it then. But uh, but yeah, those are my hey, always better that you realize it before somebody else does. Like imagine yeah. like somebody else is like, hey bro, what is that? Like, like they'll tell you it's in a ball or something like that's the moon. It's like, you know that moon's tilted, then it's like, oh yeah. man, because <laughs> you're not even prepared for it. So always better you pick up on that. Yeah. And the listeners, this is a sneak peek. It's like this uh, this episode will self-destruct an hour. So this won't, <laughs> this won't be up forever. <laughs> hey, Adarius, I like that, though. Like, the no planning that went into it. It's just, like, straight vibes. Like, I honestly feel like I might go that route, too. Like, it has to be something where it's, like, it hits me in the moment. It's like, let me do this right now. Like, yeah. I feel like if you strike while the iron's hot, like, you'll never regret it because that's what you wanted to do in the moment. Like, I don't think that's bad, but also I feel like that's a reason to have a running list of potential tattoos. Like, I don't know. Did you, did you know that you wanted the type of tattoos before you did it actually though? Yeah. So like, it, like, kind of like you said, I always had like a running list. So like, I know I've always like, I just like the moon. So like, I was never going to regret a tattoo of a moon if I got one, uh, the three crosses, you know, growing up Christian and whatnot, like that was always going to be something like safe. And then my mom, she also has a tattoo of a rose with like my middle name in the middle of it. So like again, that's something that I was called kind of always in the back of my mind. Uh so yeah, so I I definitely had always had like an idea of like what I would get if if the you know the urge ever like kind of came. Um, but then when the urge came, it's just like, all right, I gotta I gotta act now. So so yeah, there's another reason I didn't like, you know, regret it was because I always kind of knew what I wanted. Mm-hmm interesting no that's really cool man it's uh it's indicative of your life story which i feel like tattoos do so more yeah. power to, more power to you matt what's uh what's your tattoos looking like and what are they meaning yeah so i was uh listening because i i knew i wanted one and i don't know at the time what exactly it was that i was thinking i wanted but y'all know me i'm always listening to interviews that's why i quote so much when i talk and I was listening, I'm pretty sure, I know it was Dame, uh, Dame Dash, you know, dude, Jay-Z's manager, whatever. And I was listening to him talk, because I always like listening to him, but it was crazy, because when I first started listening to him, I was like, this dude is brash. Like, the way he'd be like, like, I remember specifically the one he did with Nick Cannon. I'm like, yo, why does he be coming at people? Like, he just talks so aggressively. And so those who know hip-hop, and been into hip-hop for a long time, or they already knew that. But to me, I was like, dang. But then I kind of started, like, hearing what he was saying. I'm like, I get it. It's just in the way that he's, like, packaging this. A lot of people are not going to like it. But if you listen to the context of what he's saying, he's got a lot of good points. And then and I remember on Ernie Leisure, he even said, it's like the graduates from my school end up in Forbes, like, you know, like Kanye, Jay-Z, all those guys. So I'm like, I need, I need to tap in with the brother. I need to know what he's talking about. But anyway, so I don't know which interview it was, but he goes, you know, I always felt like I'm a glitz in the matrix. And it hit me. I was like, that's it. That's the tattoo. I didn't know exactly what that was going to necessarily look like, but I like the idea, like a glitz in the matrix, you know, the matrix, all the numbers and the letters, all that. And it's like, you're a glitch in there. And it's funny now, because don't want to mention this too much, because you know, the guy is locked up right now, but Andrew Tate and those guys, they always talk about the matrix now. You got to get out the matrix. They always talk about it now. So it's crazy. Like he had said that a while back and like, now I'm hearing it more and more. But anyway, so I was like, yeah, I was 
Excuse me. I was like, yeah, I want, okay, let me do the glitch in the matrix. But I feel like a lot of times with tattoos and stuff, it's like, I want this, but how does it look? Because I guess some people just don't tell the artist, like, yo, this is what I want. Like, kind of let them draw it up. Like, yeah, that's cool. But with me, I kind of need to know what it's going to look like before they put it on my arm. So I was, I think, on Pinterest. And I found it. I was like, bet, that's it. And so I was, so I was like, all right, cool. When I made this. And this was, like, during, like, the pandemic was really jumping. I would say probably, like, March 20, yeah, probably, like, March 2021 or whatever. So, like, there's, I think I was getting a little check. So I'm like, okay, we got it. Yep. <laughs> what you said I had time I had money that, that's the name of the episode by the way that's a good one but <laughs> so I went in there did the little visit and he was like oh that's kind of he's like that's kind of like that's dope that's something new alright bet I'm like okay cool 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 I'm thinking like so let's do this like next week you know week after he put me like a two month wait list I think everybody was getting those checks and stuff so therefore everybody was getting tattoos so yeah. got, one, got one in I, I liked how I looked and it's crazy because now I'm in Charlotte. We'll talk about this later. I'm in Charlotte, and that same guy's up here in Charlotte, so I might hit him back and try to finish up the uh, sleeve. Hopefully, my plan was to do it. I was in Arizona. A lot of money had to go a lot of different places, so it didn't work out like I wanted to, but I'm hoping by the end of this year to go ahead and finish out the sleeve, and I think I'll be good for at least the time being. Dang, bro. That's uh, another interesting story. I like the glitch in, in the Matrix. Um, I love the, the Matrix movies, one and two specifically, but um nah that makes sense and also there were things you said there um someone I, I don't know if i was listening to a podcast or watching a youtube interview but they were talking about how there were definitely some people that came up during the pandemic like certain pockets yep. of people and i feel like tattoo artists are definitely in that because like people were getting money people were getting money um so of course people are going to tattoo pieces places um so that they can spend that money um, but yeah, dog, it's, uh, it's really interesting how you can put something on your body and it means so much to you and like, maybe somebody else gets it. Maybe they don't, but like, maybe you come across somebody that completely gets it. It's like, yo, I have the same tattoo. Like imagine how crazy that would be if they have like the same vibe of a tattoo. Dude, that's crazy. And I was also thinking too, it's like, and then imagine being the person that you said that and you don't like, you're the one who, so this is going to be your dame. Like you say it. And I end up meeting him, don't manifest that, end up meeting him one day, and you can't be curry weird when you say it, but it's like, oh, yo, bro, you gave me a really good idea, and it's like, literally me talking gave you that kind of idea that would promote that type of thing in your life. It's kind of, and yeah. I think in the age of TikTok, you're probably going to see that a lot more often because you're just seeing clips. So it's like, that clips really spoke to me. All right, babe, I'm going to do something with that. And then it's like, so you, like I said, at some point you might meet the person, you never know how life's going to do. And it's like, oh, shit. I can't believe it. I just, I said that in my house, 1,500 miles away. And that made that big an impact in somebody's life. And also we're talking about the money stuff too. It's like, it's like, it's not only when people get like the, the money from the government, whatever, but also PPP, PPP loans is big too. So it's like a lot of people getting PPP loans, starting their little landscape businesses. Oh, making our mic hot today. But uh, starting their little landscape businesses and stuff like that. And then it's like, okay, so now you got to ask 30, 40, $50,000 but yeah, look at that too. I was looking at. We can make, and as a matter of fact, hey, you go to the uh, the the uh, the artist. Be like, okay, we can fit you in next month. It's actually a thousand. Let's make this tomorrow. You know, <laughs> clear the schedule. So, but I was thinking about too. <laughs> right, they were um speaking of the pandemic. I just said people came up, but that's another thing. The PPP loans, like those people came up tremendously. Like I saw um. There was an article recently saying that like the government won't even try to get that money back like 
they're they're washing their hands of it because there's so many people that got it and they kind of just used it as like a free loan and there definitely was a lot of fraud that went to it but um they're just kind of saying hey we were getting people out of a tough spot and it would cost a lot more money to like go back and figure out who got it and shouldn't have got it um so i'm like dang bro i really should have applied for the ppp loan (laughs) but um Hey, real I, quick too. I was about to say a lot of people that before now, though, I was locking people up for it for fraud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Really like in Chicago and places like that. Bam, Matt Kevin was talking about it. It's like, oh, they was coming for it. So I'm glad that they kind of relaxed on it now. So it's like if you maybe you was getting nervous because it's like maybe they got your cousin. It's like, oh shoot, like I was next, but now you get and they relaxing. So okay, maybe go put some money on his books or something. So it's crazy how that thing was working. I was wondering because one of my homeboys hit me up about it. And I was like, that is a good way of coming up. That's like hitting a great option on a stock or something. Like I could see that. But and then when I heard about how they was going crazy on people, I'm like, I'm glad I left that alone. Glad I left that alone. That could have been problematic. Well, and two, to kind of like throw a wrench, and I don't know if this also is affecting, you know, like the government, like how willing they are to like go get that money back. Uh, but like Joe Austin, for example, like, you know, the mega, the mega pastor church person. Yeah. Uh, he took out one of them loans too. Oh granted, no! Their church is paying. Granted, uh, uh, and I was just looking it up. Uh, apparently, they're paying it back. But if he did it, God only knows. Literally, God only knows uh, how many other churches and stuff was out there doing that same thing too. So, who knows? Oh my goodness! Hey, there's been so much shady energy around Joel Olstein. Like, I don't yeah. know. Listen to um actually driving to USC my senior year, I used to listen to like the little snippets of um his uh his sermons and I really like how he would preach sometimes. Um it kind of got repetitive so I stopped listening. But um yeah I know there was a lot of like there is a lot of backlash and bad feelings for Joel Holstein because um I think they're in Houston, right? That flood. Houston, yeah. Dallas, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, they're in Texas. Um so whenever that flood came through uh, I remember it being popular on social media that they did not let people come into their church uh, originally. And they were like, no, nah, we can't do that as a church. Then they got so much backlash that like he opened up the doors and like, I don't know, it just shows you like sometimes these people do not have the greatest intentions. Cause like, if you're really about like, yeah, God is good. We serve anybody. We're here to help the community. You literally have this mega church that is like a super dome and you're not letting people in, like, what does that say? So I don't know, bro. I'm I'm not about to cast a, a stone. You know, the good, it's Sunday. We're recording on Sunday. The good Lord says, uh, check your own stuff before you cast the stone. Yeah. <laughs> paraphrasing, of course, paraphrasing. But um, yeah, uh, there's something a little weird about Joel Olstein and honestly, mega churches in general, but that's a conversation for another day. Hey, man, no, make the mic hot on a Sunday. Facts. They're going to come after us, bro. <laughs> Adarius, no. what you say? No, I was gonna say for real. And again, this this is a whole, whole this could be a whole episode. Uh I must say it and I'm gonna back off of it. Y'all know TD Jakes, they own the shade room, right? What? They run TD Jakes, uh what the world? you know, mega, mega pastor in the black community owns that they, they help run the shade room. Hey, we got. Hey, we got to learn how to start dropping in some uh, some sound effects because that's where you go. Do 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 do. Not know that. Like, wait, that. 
hey, that deserves some um some more details and like research behind it because what that that doesn't mean. Exactly. Really- I will compile all the evidence and we'll be ready for the next episode. I promise I will, but yeah. Yeah, because oh when I'm looking it up, they're saying like that group, like I guess like an ownership group that he's in or whatever. That's what they're saying is, yeah, we got to do some research on that one. That, was, that boy, that's, but y'all know, y'all are no longer trying to make the mic hot on a Sunday. Y'all are actively <laughs> making the mic hot on Sunday. That's crazy. Facts, yeah. Hey, I grew up on TD Jake, so hopefully it's not anything shady with that. But uh, yeah, we really need to get these sound effects because we might have to start beeping names out. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? We gotta get our soundboard. You know, I see it a lot on I mean, you know, the first time I seen I think everybody heard the song on iCarly. It's like run oh, yeah. and all that, and then never yeah, we gotta get that going. That'd be kind of hard. Nah, facts. Um, but it is Sunday. I guess to put a to put a bow on this uh, intro conversation, um, we were talking about tattoos. I'm trying to figure out how we even got on the topic of tattoos. Oh yeah, Matt, you stood up. We're uh, we're watching um, each other on Zoom right now. So Matt, you stood up and we saw your tattoo. Um, so to wrap it up, like I said before, I don't have any tattoos and I feel like I'm left out of these conversations, but I can tell y'all um, what tattoos that I would get if I were to get them. Um, so, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I'm a big fan of Jean-Michel Basquiat. Um, so at some point, I definitely want to get the Basquiat crown on me. Um, I don't know where. And that's my hang-up point. Like, I don't know where it would be. Like, I've kind of, like, been like, uh, I could get it on my chest, but that might be too big and brash. Like, or I could get it on my shoulder or something like that. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I really like the Matrix stuff that you got. Um, I don't know if I would do straight, like, code in the Matrix. But um, I really like space. Um, space is really cool to me. Um, one of my favorite movies of all time is Interstellar. So I might get um, like that. Yeah, it's an amazing movie. Um, I might get that like either like a water planet. I actually have the, hold on, I'll show y'all right now. I got, this is, uh, this is one of the posters that I have in my room, but this is a scene in the movie. I might do something like that. Or um the gargantua uh planet in there looks really cool um again i don't know where that would be either um but then also like you matt i'm a big quotes guy too so might look into some really pivotal quotes that i like and get something on my body at some point but um yeah i don't know when this will be uh, i've been rocking the the fresh body for um 25 and a half years <laughs> uh, which is crazy i know uh Mom or dad, if you're listening to this, I know y'all might be a little bit disappointed. My parents don't like tattoos at all. Um, <laughs> hey, so we're officially bad influences. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're we going to have to beep out a whole lot in this conversation if they're going to listen. But um, no, We'll just put the timestamp in for them to start listening. <laughs> nah. <laughs> hey, start at 20 minutes, mom and dad. Um, my older brother, um, Brigman, he has a lot of tattoos, and he's been very... Uh, adamant and interested about tattoos since he was like 16 or 17 so to see like how the evolution has started like with his tattoos and how they drastically have gotten better hey not even gonna hold you Briggs' first tattoo bad bad <laughs> but um <laughs> so much better so i don't know my uh my opinion on them have has evolved like over the past couple of years of like you are literally like documenting your life and i think it's really cool to like do that in this way um so yeah i definitely do i think i'll get one at some point but yeah man i gotta catch up to y'all boys 
That day will come. Hey, and it's just what you be thinking about. It, it kind of starts, I don't know, if maybe you go to a barbershop where they have the little things that you can, like, stick on your arm. You put water on them, you know, the, or maybe you get them at school, maybe even the book fair. I don't know. And it's like you said, that gets a lot of people started. I think, too, a lot of, specifically, I think, like, myself, is like, okay, you watch a lot of, when you're younger, you watch a lot of your favorite athletes and stuff like that, and you see it. It's almost like you're being programmed. You see it, you see it, see it. So you're thinking, yo, when I get that age, it's going down. Sometimes I'll be thinking it's crazy, though. Like, you have those high school recruits who have come into on visits in high school with, like, two full yeah. sleeves in on their neck. It's like, bro, where are you coming from? No, for me. <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> you ain't got one or two. Your whole sleeve is here on your junior year recruit visit. That's always funny to me. But. Nah, facts. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess the contents of this episode is pretty much TBD. We have a couple of things that we wanted to talk about, but more so just a check-in. We, uh, we honestly haven't done a podcast with all three of us in a little minute. I don't know if the listeners have noticed, but it's either been me and Adarius talking about movies or me and Matt talking about sports. Um, so it's always good to come back together and just catch up on life. So yeah, how are y'all doing? How, how's everything been in the last couple of months? Hey, hold on. Before we get going, y'all, welcome to another edition of Dominic Decade. Just straight through the intro. <laughs> my bad, my bad. I, I got better at that because I'm like, let me just keep the conversation going. But yeah, yeah, dude, we got to do the intro for real and then throw in the everything so yeah yeah my bad back up no it's just funny josh because the last one we did like when i was going through we trying to edit it up i was like yo we never did the intro like we we just didn't do it like it just hey like you almost just hit play oh okay guess they're talking but yeah so y'all thanks for tuning back in uh josh pretty much gave it all so yeah so yeah there's we start with you bro like uh what's been going on florida boy tried and true yeah so uh this is a great time to be working in education in florida uh if y'all didn't know um being completely sarcastic. Uh, so aside from that though, I mean, life has been going good. Uh, work is good. Uh, really just adjusting to being like, you know, full-time. Uh, it's crazy. Cause like, first off, let me, I'm trying to say way too much at one time. So I turned 25 in January. Um, and it's just so weird. Cause like, I really feel like my frontal lobe or cortex or wherever part of my brain that this is it's just like I can just feel it kind of solidifying and coming together uh I don't know why I'm using so many hand motions because I know y'all listeners can't see me but anyway um no it's just crazy like mentally it's just been like a very different experience uh it's so crazy but anyway uh so with that everything's been going pretty good uh just trying to adjust to being you know full-time you know having a job you know nine to five uh and just trying to be like a person outside of that too it's just not enough time in the day to be great, really. Uh, so just trying to find, like, you know, my little pockets to sort of be, you know, a person outside of work. Uh, really working on, I guess you could say, like, embracing, like, the things that, like, that my inner child kind of wants to do. Uh, basically kind of looking back on, like, what stuff I was interested in as a kid that, like, I kind of let, you know, kind of go uh, whenever, you know, we're supposed to be getting ready to go to college and, like, you know, doing more of our interests that can kind of like go on a resume versus the things we actually like. So I've been trying to tap into a lot of that sort of stuff. Um, I don't know, I'm getting older, so I'm trying to get like, you know, my, my health situated uh, better too. Because uh, it's crazy. I feel like when I turn 25, I can't eat the way that I used to. Like stuff can be heartburn now. It's crazy. Uh, I feel like it's, it's horrible. Um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of me in a nutshell, really just like, just trying to continue to doing the things, trying to be great. 
that dude, what you said was super interesting when you were talking about like, what are you interested in and stuff now? Like, you know, cause that, that really is, and I heard Nipsey kind of talk about this too. It's like, okay, so we have the things that we like, like that we enjoy doing. Well, you don't always know what you're destined to do, but you have an idea what you like and stuff. But then as you go through like the schooling and all that stuff, sometimes now granted, if like you know what you want to do going into like college or something, and then you get the degree in that, like you're diving down into it, like that's the perfect case scenario. But a lot of times it's like you kind of go to college, you kind of realize, and especially coming out, maybe you get that first job, it's like, I really don't know what I'm trying to do. It's like yeah. I, I went in with what thinking it was this, but it's not that. And you know, a lot of people, entry level jobs, like, okay, so this ain't the thing, and I'm here all day. So it's like, so I think the whole thing is like coming out of that is okay. Now, how can I get back to the things I just like to do and hopefully be able to like tap into that and get up? And I always, I always call it get up out of here. It's like once you find out what yeah. you're about and then it's like you double down into that and it's okay. Now we're on a different trajectory because it's like, okay. Now I'm trying, I have like a plan of some sort, but I thought that was a really good point. That was very interesting. No, for real. I feel like, and it's weird to say this knowing that I work in education, but I feel like school really drains all creativity kind of out of you. Bingo. Unless you like are very intentional about it. And even then, like, I feel like even if you go into something like an art major, like theater or something like that, like you are still very much doing what other people want you to do, but kind of putting your own spin on it instead of just being like fully authentic and like, this is what I want to do. Like, I don't know, it's just crazy. So it's just trying to kind of find my way back to like, okay, what does a Darius even like to do completely uh, irregardless of what other people, you know, are saying that I should do? Or what is, you know, gonna like even get me like a paycheck later on down the line? Like, what do I just like to do? Right. Hey, that's a whole conversation in itself, like about school and the transition into like real life. There definitely is something about school, about just the infrastructure of it that takes the creative mind like for a run almost. It's like, <laughs> I don't know, having those things, like you just said, people telling you, hey, this is how you should do it. And like, setting up basically the playpen in order for you to like play in there's something yeah. that kind of like limits you and if you look at like our society and like the systems in our society they're very formulaic to like how the school system is set up like i was thinking like think about the concept of traffic traffic only happens because people get into work around nine people get out of work around five and think about when you go into school, it's not nine to five, but like you go into school at a certain time, you leave school at a certain time, there's traffic in these high school parking lots and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Think about like lunch breaks and stuff, like people go to lunch around 12 and stuff like that. It's it's very formulaic. And I noticed that in college too, because um, if you're on a college campus and you're walking around, let's say... I don't know what our exact time blocks were, but let's say like you're walking around outside of like the time block when people are transitioning to class, there's no one on campus. Like you'll be few and far between running into people, but you transition whenever those uh, classes are coming out, you're running into a lot of people. And I think the same way about like, if you're walking in downtown or uptown where we're at, mm -hmm. Matt, um, it's all these people like, going to lunch or leaving work and stuff so it's like i don't know there's something inherently like formulaic about our systems and i definitely think that bucks against creativity because we're so individualistic and we're so unique in our own right so it's like having any sort of like schedule or structure that kind of like lumps us into a group 
has to be against all of that. I was listening to Earn Your Leisure, Ian Dunn, shout out Ian Dunlap, and he was talking about uh, the Rockefellers and whatnot, how they like helped develop the school system and stuff, and it was to create the perfect employee. So, and, and so once I understood yep. that, I was like, that makes so much more sense. It's like school system, all that stuff is designed to create the employee, not necessarily for you to be creative and to be, you know, as great as you can be and tapping all your passions. Ah, we're not worried about that. We worry about you becoming a good employee because you can work this job, you know, that probably that they, you know, they might own or whatnot, but we'll pay you as an employee. But it's not really helping our bottom line if you're being, us as individuals being super creative. Like, that's not really helping us. You know what I'm saying? So when I heard that, once again, it's like, oh, okay. If you start waking up a little bit. It's like, okay, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. This is how this is supposed to go. Josh, that was great with the whole, the, like, in between classes, there's nobody out there. Because essentially how I think about it is like, so in a perfect case scenario, you need to try to be the people who are not in the classes. If you're going to tap into like what you feel like you're being called to do, you need to be the ones not in the classes. But, you know, yeah. life just doesn't work like that always. All right, we're back in the mix, folks. Zoom decided to try to get us up out of here, but we adapted before we expired and uh, we're back rolling. So I guess Josh was just talking about it, but Josh, uh, Darius kind of keyed us in on what he got going on. What you got going on these days? Hey, that's actually perfect because in this catch-up period, um, I was talking about what I'm doing today. And I was just saying, hey, I need to make some more money. Um, so definitely, uh, I, it also relates to what you were saying, Darius, about like finding your creative passions um, or like getting back into that. Because I feel like this has been the theme since I turned 25 back in September too. Like, who are you and what do you like to do? And something I was about to say, um, coming off the tails of what you were saying is like, it's kind of funny how life like goes in like waves, you know, like, I feel like there's so much pressure and like focus put on the time where we were in college and like, what are we going to do after college? Like getting a job, setting up in a job, um, performing well, having the track record that you are a successful person. Um, And then there's like this wave. Well, let me take a few steps back first. I feel like the first wave is like, for me has been, let me figure out how to get into college and be successful and um rise the ranks like both um school wise but also social wise like who are my friends and stuff building out that network and then there's like a a wave push to i need to get a job be successful in my job so a lot of like mental energy went towards that but i've been in my job in for over two years at this point so like it is what it is at this point um but recently the the recent push has been who are you and what do you like to do? Um, So like getting back into those childhood hobbies and passions and stuff, Um, realizing I've I've always loved photography. So like taking my photography very seriously, um, that was actually like one of the major goals I have for this year um, to like legitimize it and be able to like push my craft even further, like study um, photography, look at other photographers. Um, So that's been a passion point to start this year. And I'm actually very um, surprised, maybe surprised in the word, but proud of myself for how I've started off the year with that. So definitely want to keep the ball rolling there. Um, I definitely have realized I have a lot of um, interest in just the creative world, like um, my own self, like the type of work that I do. I work work with creatives all the time. Technically, I'm a strategist, but it's a creative agency. So there's so many creative people all over. And I'm a 100% believer that we're all creatives, like, and things like school, like we just talked about, kind of beat that out of you. So 
have been trying to buck against that as much as possible. Um, and this, what we're doing right now is definitely an outlet of that. And I definitely see the podcast being um, a mainstay and a staple, a part of like my creative journey. So pause right there. I'm very glad to be doing this with y'all. But um, to continue, um, there's also been um, a lot of pressure and focus on what my next step is going to be. Um, I'm here in Charlotte right now. And Matt, I'm glad that you have moved down here. It's been cool to uh, link up with you while uh, in the past couple of months that you've been down here. But it's about time for me to go. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I got a slide here in a second. Um, New York is calling, man. I'm definitely trying to make this move to New York. So all of my time and energy, um, a lot of my time and energy, I should say, has been um, going towards like planning out that move, um, figuring out where I'm going to stay, figuring out potentially who I'm going to stay with. Um, and like I was saying, maybe like 10 minutes ago, I got to make some more money. So um, <laughs> trying to figure out... Uh, best ways to do that might even pick up like a secondary job like for the weekends or something like that um maybe doing like bartending or serving or something like that so um yeah that's a big thing um this past year like the age of 24 and even 25 still did a lot of traveling and still doing a lot of traveling most recently i took a trip down to new orleans um for mardi gras and i went down with uh janelle and one of my best friends benji who uh, we can actually have on the pod too, Matt. I know you were talking about uh, Amazon. I know you want to talk yes, to him. Benji's going to be coming on pretty soon. But um, yeah, that was a good time, man. That was my first time in New Orleans. Um, and bro, it's literally everything that everyone says it is. Like, it was actually wild to see how uh, how much Mardi Gras is an actual holiday down there. Like, I don't know. I, I guess I didn't know because like I hadn't been in that region, like the the Gulf area. Like we even drove through uh Mobile. It, it's like a big thing down there too. But um it's a holiday, bro. People were definitely saying happy Mardi Gras. Um we drove past a few schools and they were out the whole week of Mardi Gras. And I was like, wow, this is insane. Um, but uh to go down there and see something new, see something um a little bit different was really cool um so definitely still want to keep up like the traveling stuff which is another reason why i need to make some more money but um yeah man life has been cool i'm appreciative of where i'm at right now i uh, i enjoy all the people that are in my life right now and yeah just looking forward to like expanding my own network of people but also like things that i can do and contribute to this creative journey that i'm on so yeah man i, I have no complaints about life right now a couple things. One, we earn more in 2023. We're earning a lot more. Trying to earn yep. as much as possible. And a shorter period of and well, I was gonna say something else, but I need to stay. We're, we're really not trying to get the show canceled by the government. So I'm gonna leave that alone. Second, <laughs> second of all, I do think it's kind of cool traveling and stuff, like going to see different parts of the country because different people trophy different things. Like yep. the big side, like you said, Mardi Gras, like around here, some people knew about some people did, like whatever, but there it's get drive to school for it. Like this, this is like a real thing for it. Whereas like maybe in the West, things are how they are over there in the East Coast. We, you know, we got what we got going on here now. So definitely think that traveling just kind of opened your mind up to the, like how big of a place this country is. Not even to talk about the world, just the country specifically. Yeah. There's so many different parts of it. My bad, Darius. No, you're good. I was just going to say, uh, you got to send me your recommendations for stuff to do in NOLA because uh, I'm actually headed next month. So what? Yeah. Hey. 
No, I definitely got you, bro. Well, let, let's go through a, a couple right now. So, of course, the Bourbon Street, like, that's, like, the main thing. So, got to see that. But um, we went to this other area called Frenchman Street. Um, Frenchman was really cool. It was uh, it was honestly just as popping as Bourbon Street. It wasn't as, like, crowded and congested, but there were definitely people still over there. But I got the feeling that it was more of, like, a local vibe. Um, yeah. There were a whole bunch of bars and stuff. Um, so, that was cool. Um, we went to this place called uh, Landry's. I actually met with um, a client that I work with. Shout out Rob, my guy Rob. Rob might be on the podcast at some point too. But um, yeah, he uh, he treated us to this really, really great uh, dinner. Um, so that was uh, right by the river too. Um, that was really cool. But now, dog, it's dope that you're going. Um, have you been before? Um, no. Yeah, this is my first time. I'm going for uh, a conference next, uh, next month. Oh, that's love, bro. Hey, it's, it's much closer to where you are than where I was coming from. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was my first time too. So I don't know, bro, just taking the different energy. I feel like out of all the places that I've been, which isn't a lot, but I've been to a lot of different places. Um, it's a very distinct energy there. So like, I don't think there, I don't think I've been anywhere that has like a similar energy. Um, the infrastructure is interesting i do get like a little bit of a vibe of like charleston or savannah like just about like the infrastructure of the city but like the diversity there like it's obviously like a whole bunch of black people in general but like there's so many different pockets of like diversity in areas and stuff so yeah bro definitely enjoy that man um you honestly gonna have to be sending me recommendations because i'm thinking about the next time i can slide back yeah for sure for sure any food yep. there, Josh, specifically that like any dish that that you ate where you're like, yeah, I gotta eat this again when I come back. Oh man, um, I had two really good po' boys. Um, and I've had po' boys before, but um, well, let's say the first one that I had was really, really good. They even had like some pickle on there, some fresh lettuce, like that shit was really good. Um, the second one that I had was okay but it was still really good i had to bring one back for the drive um for the drive back because yeah it did drive and it was uh definitely 10 hours there and back so i had plenty, yeah i had plenty of time to listen to podcast music and stuff but um yeah man i just say seafood in general bro seafood like it makes sense why it's so popular there because they're literally right on the water but man that it was on another level so if you're going down there, make sure your appetite for seafood is right. And you were in New Orleans or where, which part were you in? Yeah, New Orleans. Yeah, all, all the LSU stories of uh, the crawfish and stuff, all, all that like kind of comes to mind. Was it crawfish? Or, that's, that's the thing. I'm thinking about what Coach O, he used to talk about whenever recruits come on visits, the thing that they give them the most. But you know the sweets and all that stuff. You got to love Louisiana, right? Yeah, facts, facts. It was a good time, though. But yeah, Matt, what about you? What you been up to? Yes, as Josh, I think we were kind of talking about it earlier. The boys back on the East Coast had a hell of a year out there in Arizona. Time to come back, save some money. I'm going back to that West. I'm going to Cali. And as we all know, Cali is very expensive. So you need to have, uh, the way I'm thinking about it, I want money to not be an object when I go. Because otherwise, this object is going to decrease significantly. So, uh, so I'm back on the East. Happy to be back in Charlotte. Family and friends. I was thinking about this the other day, like, like I'm all like, okay, so maybe you're doing some things in the West Coast, cool, cool, cool. When you go to the East, you can't do it like that. So you got to adapt. And that's why I put that thing on my story the other day. Like, you got to adapt, you're going to expire. 
because you just can't keep doing how you was doing beforehand. Different things don't work here. So now that I'm back here, like when I was out there, I was really about a dollar, still about a dollar, but was really about a dollar. And because you're just so far kind of over there, like you're not really coming back for holidays and stuff like that. You're not doing all that. So it's like, okay, yo, you got extra uh, overtime, Ben, I'm in there. I'm in there. I'm in there. You get a relationship. Okay, go do that. Let me rock out with that person. But now that I'm back on this East Coast, it's like, okay, we can tap back into these friendships and stuff that you've been building for years. You know what I'm saying? And low-key, when you're doing that, you almost can get like a crash course. Maybe somebody could put you on to something, whereas beforehand, you just had to spend money to figure it out. So that's kind of been my whole thing. I'm back here, and I'm just kind of tapping back into that. And and one thing, when I was talking about that adapting thing, see, Arizona, I used to get off at 2 o'clock. So you can go take a nap, go back and get into some other stuff, but you're fine. Over here, I don't get off the five. So I I, I had I'm having to restructure how I do things, everything from the gym and everything else, because it's like, shoot, I I feel for everybody who can get off five the whole life. Like this is crazy. Like, you get off from work, you exhausted, you take a nap. It's past dinner time. It's eight thirty. Like it, imagine, bro. I always think like, bro, imagine if you have like kids or something. Oh man, oh man, because now you absolutely not. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Bro, like imagine that, like. You get it's one thing you do at two thirty, okay? Go, you can go, even go have your little side business for a couple hours. Maybe you got some e-commerce thing going. This you get off at five. You gotta go pick them up. They're full energy because now they're out of the school. Now you gotta cook dinner. Oh man! So yeah, just adapting, bro. But happy to be back with the family and the friends. Hey, there are a couple things there, Matt. Let's start on the kids part, bro. That is one major reason why I know I could not do that anytime soon. So. Future Josh, if slash when you listen to this, you're welcome, bro. Cause uh, yeah, we're not doing that right now. Cause it's just too much, man. And like, this might sound bad, but I'm too selfish for it right now. I want my time to be my time. And if I get off work, I'm trying to relax. I'm trying to chill. So more power to people out there doing it with kids, but it's just such a strong commitment and like, you gotta be there. So it's like, uh, that's definitely not something that I'm trying to do right now. But also, on the other hand, you were talking about getting off work and then still being able to do something. You're not doing that in Charlotte, bro. Things closed down at two. <laughs> we are definitely in the Bible Belt, bro. And that's uh, that's been one of my biggest gripes with the city. The late night options are not too great, but um, the city's growing and evolving. So hopefully in some point in time, there is uh, a little bit more to do after hours. But yeah, if you're looking for uh, some good food, you might be down the street at McDonald's or... I don't know, somewhere fast. Nothing great, though. And then everybody <laughs> in that same line as you in, too. So now you're just sitting there. I hope you got a good podcast to listen to. I got some friends to talk to. Otherwise, you're just going to be trooping. Yeah. Well, at least you're not in Tallahassee. Stuff close at 10 here, so. Oh, wow. Not in Florida State. Ain't no way. No, for real. <laughs> Very much. Sheesh, I mean, what we're and y'all, it's kind of crazy too, bro. Like, we're in March now, we're already so this is about heading to about the end of the third of the well, fourth of the year, or whatever. It's like it's kind of moving because I swear it was just like January, like not too long ago. So, things are definitely ramping up here, uh, yeah. but we're definitely excited for the year. And y'all, just yeah. to kind of throw back to what Josh was saying, that's crazy. I've come here to Charlotte and me and Josh hanging out on Friday. He's like, yep, man, I'm about, I'm about out of here. It's like, wow. <laughs> so I better, I gotta, gotta, gotta take all his knowledge that he's gotten from the city. Now I got him here before he get on out of here and go what he's supposed to do. Hey man, I've been trying to put you on, bro. I mean, I still feel like, um, and this is something that 
stays on my mind a little bit. Like I've only been here for a year and a half, pretty much. Um, it'll be two years in September. So I'm like just getting into the point where like I know what the city is and like I know the different spots. And I feel like I'm just now starting to really build out a base here, like of people that are like actually from here that have lived here for a while and stuff. So part of me is like, dang, I hope I'm not departing too early, but I don't know. I'm gonna let uh, I'm gonna let go and let God when it comes to certain things. Shout out to this podcast being recorded on a Sunday. And I think too, it's like a real good transition, right? Like, so mm-hmm. obviously you come from Columbia, Irma. Remember, remember Josh used to say Lexington all the time. Not from <laughs> <a living> guy. <laughs> but anyway, it's like okay, you come from Irma, whatever. Then you go to like Charlotte, which is like um, up and coming. And then you go to New York because I've kind of been prepared for it as opposed to, you know, you can make that jump straight from Columbia to whatever, but it's like, now it's like, okay, I get the flow of the city. You feel me? So I think that's always like a great like transition if you if it works out for you like that. And, and that was definitely the goal too. Um, so yeah, I'm not one to count eggs before they hatch. So um, until I'm up there, it's uh, it's manifesting the opportunity. So y'all boys definitely be, pay- be praying for me um, as uh, we plan all this out. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I know we were talking at the beginning about uh, just things going on um, or maybe before we hopped on the pod. But uh, y'all know that uh, that Creed 2, Creed 3 movie is coming out. Um, Adarius, I feel like we're going to have to do a podcast episode on that at some point. Oh, I'm in on this one. I've been skipping mother ones because I wasn't really watching those movies. But no, 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 no. I am in on this one. I'm just like, I don't think my point is this to Darius, but I'm going. Uh, First of all, this brother, Michael B. Jordan, has been everywhere. I don't know what the marketing budget for this movie is, but he is everywhere. His social media sponsor messages, the anticipation's high. I think, y'all, if I'm not mistaken, you could go watch this thing earlier at an IMAX theater near you if they're offering it. Like this is this is supposed to be the one I'm looking forward to. I'm happy for Michael B. This is like he's trying. He's he's already on a run, but it's like he's gonna continue going on one of these runs right now. Right. Go ahead, Darius. My bad. No, I was just gonna say you. We definitely have to talk about this one when it uh when it finally comes out. I'm checking to see if it's on AMC Stubs. Shout out to the Stubs. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I'll definitely be watching it. Um, and also Matt, there's a. It's on Stubbs, Adarius? Yeah, oh, today. Or no, hey, Thursday. I was about to say, I might have to go see that today. But um, I'm actually about to go see, um, hey, what was the movie? Cocaine Bear uh, today. I'm about to go see it today. We're we going to have to talk about that one, too. Um, but, Matt, there's a uh, an IMAX theater in, I think it's North Lake Mall. Um, yep. So we might have to pull team on that one and go up there. That's but nice. you've been on. Uh, you said that about Michael B. Jordan, bro. Honestly, I feel the the same way, but the opposite way about Jonathan Majors. Like, this man has been everywhere. Like, we talked about it a little bit before, but seeing all the things that he's been in, like, he's in this Creed movie right now, but he was also in Ant-Man, which dropped, like, a week ago, two weeks ago. Um, he was huge. He played Kang in there, and honestly, you could tell that he was training for Creed because this man was yoked up, like, this man's trainer, hey, give him all the raises because this man looks like Superman, literally. Yo, one thing I kind of think about that's kind of interesting with the trainers and stuff, it's one thing to be training. Now, granted, if you're passionate about that, you kind of know everything about it. I also think about like that guy who trains Kevin Hart and it's like, okay, like then this is what I was trying to kind of get at. 
it's different when you're just training people to train them for their self-improvement. And it's like, no, this guy has to look like this for the movie that he's about to play that he's getting paid millions of dollars for. Like, that's a whole different way of thinking than like, oh yeah, let's just, I know dude just want to look good for the summertime. Like, it's like, yo, we're expecting results. He needs to look a certain way. Maybe they even put, I'm sure it's contracts or so body fat percentage needs to look a certain way. And it's like, but that's when you go to the pros and stuff. And I was talking to Josh and about this, Josh and Adair's about this earlier, but it was crazy. I was uh, training back when I was at Clemson and uh, when we were at the gym and I was, I was working out, but like, you know, there's, there's training and then there's the whole dieting that comes with training. I was like, yeah, I still like burgers, like, you know, whatever, whatever. And one of the guys looked at me, he ended up playing linebacker comes and he goes, Matt, we don't eat for taste, we eat for fuel. And I could only imagine the regimen these guys are on when, when it comes to that too. Cause like I said, it's not just, they're just trying to look good. They got contracts that they have to be, they have to look a certain way for the movie. And if the, they don't fit the role, the movie won't do what it's supposed to do. So I always think that's kind of interesting. Yeah, I just thank God that uh, he put me on the path that he put me on because uh, I just know that I I don't have the discipline to work out just to look good for the summer most times, much less having to change my entire lifestyle based on, you know, needing to look just like super jacked for, you know, Creed 3 when who knows what movie I'm going to do after that. Like, because, you know, a lot of these actors, be you know, like, like they get cut, they get bulked, so on and so forth. Um for instance, like Christian Bale, uh, he was like super jacked in like all the Batman movies. And then I don't know if y'all saw Thor Love and Thunder, which hopefully y'all didn't because that was the worst movie I've ever seen. Uh, but if you did see it, he was like super skinny and then like had another movie after that. We got to gain weight again. And it's just like this constant up and down, back and forth. Like, it's just so crazy to think about, you know, them having to do all that. That's yeah, that's something I thought too. Like, uh, it's literally part of their job. Like you were just saying, Matt, like, they have to play with their their body. And I don't know, I, I guess some people would say, man, that's a great job to have. Like, literally me going to the gym, I'm getting paid for this. Like, you're not directly getting paid to go to the gym, but like, you're going to the gym for a reason. Um, it just makes me uh, makes me feel sometimes for actors. Like, I have a couple of actor friends. Shout out Malik Brazil. Episode three of the podcast. Early on, um, early. Yeah. yeah. Early, early. We got to spin the block on Malik, too, because he's doing big things. But, uh, yeah, I just be like, man, acting is a job. Like, I, And then thinking about, like, how you literally have to get into moods, get into zones. Like, it's a whole, like, lifestyle change almost. Hey, for, and if for whoever, if that's your pocket, go crazy. But it's like, if that's not your pocket, we appreciate your great work. I even throw people some grace. Like, yeah, it was a bad movie. But it's like, yeah, you, you, you didn't write it. You didn't write it. Okay, like, just some grace, because it's like, yeah. that's a whole lane in itself. And you've heard Michael B. Jordan talk about, like, sometimes like, he goes in a dark place to play, like, the world. I think it was in Black Panther, if I'm not mistaken. It's like, I have to go in a dark place to become this character. And then once it's over, I got to kind of, like, get out of this and continue, you know, like, my real world stuff, so. Very interesting. Also, did see a clip where he said it took them three years to like do that. He said usually he's in and out of moving like six or seven months. This one took three years, so a lot of work being done for it. And like I said, I'm definitely sure a lot of people are gonna tune it, uh, go out and see it. And Josh, we definitely do need to make that a move because I was thinking about it, but now that you on that too, yeah, North Lake, not too far. Let's let's definitely do that. Nah, facts, and um, you know, Adarius already gave a shout out to MC Stoves, but um. 
hey, it ain't nothing but a thing to get a movie ticket. We might have to beat this part out too, but AMC Stubbs has been um, providing over these last couple of years let me just say that you said amc has been what i said amc stubs has been providing for this past year so uh yeah well, I'll, I'll leave it at that but we can talk offline we can uh definitely get you a ticket to the movies yeah because we're gonna do free promo so uh yeah thanks we want to check amc we want to just matter of fact we want part ownership of the stock i'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> we go hey, we go, we go uh, up the rate we go up the rate we need oh <laughs> i have to mention this josh we talked about this briefly and i guess y'all if y'all have anything else we can't get out of here but uh did you see the kanye and adidas they, they might be spinning the block bruh i saw that and it's we got to talk off air on this one too because um might be working on well let me say that but um nah that's interesting that they spun the block because like I saw that their stock was tanking um, and they have like apparently like 500 million or close to a billion dollars in assets um, like from Yeezys. So they were trying to figure out how they can sell it and stuff and what to do with it. So that's uh, unfortunate for Adidas, but uh, that does show the the influence that this brother does have. But yeah, man, hopefully, um, hopefully there isn't a situation like that again. And whoever wrote his contract, and just y'all for fuel for fuel reference, I don't know if y'all tuned into last episode. We didn't go to do it, but it was like at first, you know, Adidas and Kanye West kind of cut ties. They kind of cut ties with them, but they couldn't sell the stuff, so they were going to take like the Yeezy part of it. But it's like Yeezys aren't Yeezys without Kanye, so they had so what they lost like a projected it was like one point three billion dollars. So now they're considering like, okay, we're going to partner with you to help get some of this inventory sold that we've already like have created or whatnot. But uh, whoever. Because I think what was going to happen was if they chose to sell any of his stuff with his name or his brand attached to, they're going to have to give him a percentage of it. They don't want to do that anymore. But whoever wrote that in his contract deserves an A+. Because it's like you literally had, a, you have Adidas kind of like to where they can't really move. And most of the time, an individual person can't really do that to a company. Usually they'll get their lawyer, the bigger company gets the more and more money, revenue, whatever. They'll get their lawyers to, be able to cut that thing up in a certain way and be like, okay, we're still good. But Kanye had them. It's like, y'all, imagine, like, bro, like, you, let's say, like, some chick, like, do something to you, whatever. You're like, you'll be back. And then she comes back. Great. Imagine having a company like that. Come on, <laughs> sit down. Come to my table. Come sit. Come sit. You want something to drink? Because it's like, y'all need me. Don't forget that. So I think that's definitely a flex for her. That's funny, man. Man. Um, I personally don't have anything else. I know at some point, I don't want to open a can of worms because this might be a long discussion, but I recently um, told both of you guys about uh, chat GPT. So we got to have a whole conversation on chat, bro, because I use it in my everyday life now and it's a revolutionary tool for sure. So I don't know if y'all want to get into it right now or we can um, talk about it in like, Maybe we do another episode where it's like tools to dominate the decade. I know we did one of those before, but um, maybe we do a second feature of that too. Definitely think that's a good idea. Yeah, let's do Definitely it. think that's a good yeah. idea. So if you're listening right now, uh, shout out to you first and foremost, but just know we're coming back with the tools to dominate the decade part two. We got some good episodes. So we've been kind of thinking about kind of in the thought box. And in case anybody else, like if y'all want to hear anything, Go ahead and uh, hit the Instagram account and DM us some stuff. We got some stuff, I think, cooking up that's going to make it a pretty good year. Yep. Love to see it, man. Well, it's Sunday, y'all. So go and rest and do your thing. Um, this is the day that the Lord has made. So let us be, let us rejoice and be glad in it. Um, hey, that's everything for me. Anything else from y'all? Nah, I think that's it. Uh, 
I think we're gonna do Empire State of Mind for the outro since you were talking about New York. I think that'd be kind of cool. Like in New York, okay. be hard. But, hey, we might have to come up with a new intro song too since we doing the intro. So yeah, hey, throw your uh, your creative mind on that one too, Matt. Absolutely. But y'all, till the next time. Y'all got anything else? That's everything. All right, y'all. Till next time. Appreciate you listening. Peace. 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 Yeah. Yeah, I'm out at Brooklyn. Now I'm down in Tribeca, right next to the Narrow. But I'll be hood forever. I'm the new Sinatra. And since I made it here, I can make it anywhere. Yeah, they love me everywhere. I used to cop in Harlem. All of my Dominicanos right there up on Broadway. Pull me back to that McDonald's. Took it to my stash spot, 560 State Street. Catch me in the kitchen like a Simmons whipping pastry. Cruising down A Street, off-white Lexus. Driving so slow, but BK is from Texas. Me, I'm out there Bed-Stuy, home of that boy. Biggie. Now I live on Billboard, and I brought my boys with me. Say what up to Tata, still sipping my top. Sitting courtside, Knicks and Nets give me high five. Nigga, I be spiked out, I could trip a referee. Tell by my attitude that I'm most definitely from.